This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome to Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. We are coming to you from Radio Row in Las Vegas, the site of Super Bowl 58, the only time all season the media and the players are forced to pretend like they like each other. Let me describe the scene right here. The atmosphere is electric. There is a buzz. Hot takes are flying, and it smells like stale Frankfurter water, my favorite. We have a Lombardi-worthy show for you coming up. Have a comeback player of the year finalist, an offensive rookie of the year finalist, and a defensive player of the year finalist, Baker Mayfield, Max Crosby, and C.J. Stroud all be stopping by. I honestly should be hosting the NFL Honors at this point. Plus, throughout the show, my pal Harry will be paying off his cap of consequence punishment. That's right, he finished with the worst regular season record, and now he'll be forced to ambush former and current NFL players in person. So now he's here on Radio Row, and then he's going to recite Taylor Swift lyrics and ask them for a hug. It's going to be great. In fact, here is a cringy example. Huge fan, huge Yo, fan. What's up, dude? How hey, are you? Hey, uh, it's, it's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah, yeah, Can yeah. I- Trust me, it only gets worse. Plus, I put a great deal of thought into my Super Bowl pick as I traverse the streets of Vegas, and I'll be looking to end the season with a winner in Wagerager. But first... Let's hit this week's big Super Bowl headlines in a segment that just got its hair cut by Mark Davis's barber. It's cover four. All right, a couple sleeps ago, the NFL held their annual media day at Allegiant Stadium. This is where the league rewards reporters and bloggers who all year focused on important things like Patrick Mahomes' dad bod and George Kittle's man bun by parading the players out so they can be bombarded with wide-ranging questions. I love how Ben Franklin, who invented electricity, he doesn't have a day named after him, but the media, who uses that electricity to send articles about Taylor Swift's Super Bowl itinerary, does. Anyway. There are two media camps involved at Media Day. It essentially comes down to meet the press meets meet the Fockers. You have the playful idiots like my friend Guillermo who doesn't take the event seriously. They go fast, man. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll do it right here. And then there are the idiot idiots, the reporters who take the event very seriously. Those guys are hell-bent on finding out what makes this team special or how is this game different from the rest. It's such a joke. This is an event during which up until a couple years ago required the participants to show up in their game-worn costumes and some media dudes still prepare like it's the Frost Nixon interview. How cool is it to play? For the for Kyle for Kyle Shanahan, right? Like, especially given the relationship, like you've been around football, the relationship between the McCaffreys and the Shanahans. Just how cool has this experience been for you? 
Enough of those dullards. Media Day should be fun. It should celebrate the true characters like the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race who's there blogging for their TikTok page. Or how about those bold enough to attend Media Day dressed as one of the players, namely this brave soul who once pretended to be Carolina Panthers kicker John Casey. That's the game, so and I, I almost always take the favorite. So, you know, if we're underdog, that's fine. If I need to bet against my own team. Hey, who knows? Maybe it wasn't John Casey whose kickoff went out of bounds in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. I'll never tell. Cover two. All right, there are so many ways to bet on the big game. My head is spinning more than an adventurous hippie at Burning Man. And unless we include the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, there is no more patriotic prop than betting on the length of the national anthem. So please rise, remove your caps, and start your stopwatch as we kick off the biggest game of the year with a bet on America's anthem just like our forefathers intended. This year's honor goes to country music star Reba McIntyre. The over-under for this Reba white and blue rendition currently sits at 86 seconds, which I had my 10-year-old son do the math, and he advised me that that number converts to one minute and 26 seconds. Thank you, Harrison. This would be the shortest anthem in years. In fact, it would be the shortest in all the years they've been keeping track. Billy Joel has the speedy honors. He had to be a big shot and get off the field in 90 seconds the first year they did the tune tally. 86 seconds seems very rushed for Reba, but the Francis Scott key to handicapping this bet is finding videos of the artist singing past national anthems on YouTube, which thankfully Reba has plenty. Oh, say can you see Reba singing the anthem at the World Series, a Dallas Cowboys game, and of course, the National Rodeo Finals. And the home of the I watch them all, over and over, more than all of my three kids' Christmas recitals over the years combined. It's probably going to be close, but I decided to go with the over. And the truth is, it's almost definitely going to be controversial because just as the over-under is about to be squared away every year, the singer holds the word brave as the director cuts to fighter jets. This uncertainty is the reason I'm only wagering a couple semesters of my kids' junior college tuition on that over. And if it doesn't hit, I'll likely resemble Nick Sirianni during last year's anthem. Yes, losing is sad. Cover three. All right, more on the props because there are some first timers in there that are worth mentioning. FanDuel has them all. Sometimes I think they throw a few in to see if we're even paying attention. Well, I am paying attention specifically to this one. Fastest offensive ball carrier odds according to next gen stats. We're figuring out who the fastest player is. Yes, it only took 57 years. Chiefs wideout Rasheed Rice is favored at plus 630, which must make the Cheetah super jealous. I'm not sure if this speed measurement includes when Rasheed Rice runs away from Andy Reid after dropping a pass, but either way, it's a fascinating prop. I don't even know how this is measured. I guess we're trusting some woman named Next Gen who I assume replaced previous gen. How is it calculated? Do five yard carries count? Does a backward lateral count? What if in the middle of the game a player has to sprint off to the boys room a la Lamar Jackson? Or maybe Reba McIntyre is displeased with her anthem and hightails it to the parking lot. Either way, I gotta get in on this. So I'm taking Chiefs kick slash punt returner Richie James at 12 to one to win the next-gen Lombardi trophy, or whatever they want to call it. I look forward to yelling, run faster, at my television for four and a half hours, much like I did back in the day when Tony Soprano was fleeing the feds. 
cover three. All right, Super Bowl tickets are always expensive, but this year they're more inflated than a James Cameron special effects budget. Last I checked, the price of one nosebleed seat was down to a very reasonable $5,800. But I'm here to tell you, you don't need to splurge. Even if you find yourself in Sin City this weekend, there are other things to do, other events with better value. This is Vegas, for God's sakes. It's not like the Super Bowl is being held in Jacksonville, where your only other entertainment option is to visit IHOP or Joe Exotic's Tiger Sanctuary. There's a lot you could do in Vegas for 6K, and I'm here to help. For instance, you can see Mr. Las Vegas himself, Wayne Newton, perform. No, not at the Flamingo. For that much, he would come to you and sing in your living room. Danka, shame on you for passing this up. You hungry? Go to Guy Fieri's Vegas Kitchen and order up 185 trash can nachos. Pile them up higher than Snoop Dogg at Rolling Loud. For 5,800 bucks, you can get married by an Elvis impersonator at the Little White Wedding Chapel 85 times. I'd say at least one of those marriages will last. If you need a different kind of commitment, you can take a ride on the high roller observation wheel for six consecutive days. And if you want something that will last you even longer than that, you could stay where the rest of the media is camped out at the Luxor for the rest of your life. That is, provided you don't live past the age of 142. Or do what I'll be doing. Take that money to Target, buy a couple dozen 50-inch TVs, and watch the game at home. That way, if you lose a bet, you could smash a flat screen and still have 23 TVs left. I know the Super Bowl is a bucket list thing, but that bucket's got a lot of cracks in it. Exorbitant ticket prices, parking insanity, rowdy and abusive fans, you're better off watching it at home. Besides, if you don't watch at home, how else will you know if Taylor Swift will be seen on the telecast mouthing a curse word? That's a real thing, and I bet the yes at plus 300. Don't you let me down, Tay-Tay. All right, that does it for cover four. Now it's time for my irrationally angry attempt to make rational sense of a somewhat irrational bet. It's Wagerager. All right, the time is here. I now have to give my Super Bowl pick. I guess I don't have to give one. I don't imagine anyone's waiting for it unless you're looking for an all-expense paid trip to Fade City, and why wouldn't you? I am currently 1-11 in the playoffs. I'm so mad I won that one game. That's less than 50% accuracy. At this point, asking me for a Super Bowl pick is like asking MC Hammer for financial tips or Kim Kardashian for marital advice. I thought about maybe outsourcing the pick to the Madden simulator, or maybe that illusionist on Hard Knocks can help, or maybe just let AI decide, either artificial intelligence or Allen Iverson. Honestly, either would probably be better than I've been. There's just so much pressure not to blow this. I don't have to remind everyone, we are facing a brutal, never-ending off-season. Don't believe me? Look at this super cool calendar graphic we put together. A long and miserable off-season, and even longer and more miserable if you fail the final exam. Yes, if you pick this game wrong, the gridiron groundhog rears his ugly mug and sentences you to three more months of no football. I thought long and hard and decided there's only one thing worse than getting the pick wrong and suffering through an off-season and that's doing so by picking against Patrick Mahomes. I could live with the idea of taking KC and then the 49ers win on a last second field goal. Okay, that's a big fat lie. I can't really live with that. But it's still much better and much easier to stomach than me picking San Francisco and then watch as the two-time Super Bowl MVP torches their defense. And let's talk about that 49ers defense. They were dying to give the game away to Green Bay and the game to Detroit. 
Conversely, in the last three playoff games, the Chiefs' defense allowed three total fourth-quarter points. You don't think Brock Purdy, who already showed signs of crumbling in the first half against the Packers and Lions, is going to have butterflies the size of pterodactyls? The iffy quarterback play from Mr. Irrelevant combined with the big game dominance from Kermit the Goat. Hey ho, I'm Kermit the Goat. Lead me to confidently take the Kansas City Chiefs plus two and a half points. Chiefs 27, 49ers 22, that's the final. Plug that exact score in on your FanDuel app and sometime Sunday night, you'll collect on 410 to one odds. Yeah, I realize at one and 11, I should probably just sit in the corner and keep quiet, but it's not how you start, it's how you finish. At least that's what I keep telling my therapist. Hey, we have a great show for you ahead. Baker Mayfield will join us. We've got Max Crosby, and when we return, the Offensive Rookie of the Year, C.J. Stroud, will be answering my nonsensical questions right here on this very stage. That and more on Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. But first, enjoy a prop competition of my own with Tommy DeVito's agent, the legendary Sean Stellato. All right, I'm here with the great Sean Stellato. Sean, I have a challenge for you for $20. You have 30 seconds to name 15 Italian restaurants. Ready? Clock is running. Tuscan Kitchen, Pocari's, Mike's Pastries, uh, Olive Garden, oh man, uh, Santa Papa's, San Biago's, uh, uh, Pizza Regina, uh, Jesus, I'm getting a brain freeze. Italian Meats, Little Italy, Italia, Pizza on the Go, uh, Salvo's, Pizza Regoria, Pocari's and Angelica's. All time is up. You did 15, but I am not counting the Olive Garden. I'm sorry. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. I, I You're would, not Italian. That's I terrible. Would, I wouldn't eat there, but technically it is Italian, but I don't eat there. Right, well, you don't have $20 to eat there. That's for sure. That's, sorry. But it is an Italian restaurant. Forget about it. He's out. Wow. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, Restrictions all apply. See website for details. All right, welcome back to Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. Let's bring in our guest. He's a good one. They say everything's big in Texas, so are the passing records. Let me read these off to you. Rookie passing records for most pass attempts to begin a career without an interception, most passing yards in a single game with 470 and even most make-believe three-pointers during warm-ups. Good job by you. Offensive Rookie of the Year finalist from the Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud. What's happening, man? What's up, man? How you doing? Thanks for coming here. Um, it becomes official tonight. NFL Honors is tonight, Thursday. But when everyone watches this, you will have one Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm, I'm putting it out there right now. You won. Congratulations. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> now, listen, it's special to me because I actually bet on you at 10 to 1 odds in August to win this award. So I feel like I should give you, do you have change of $5? I would like to give you a little little taste. Am I allowed to? I don't want to get in trouble. You're probably not allowed. Yeah, <laughs> right. we'll move on. But uh, what did you think? I mean, here you are, right? You're drafted second, which there's nothing wrong with that. But you must be like, hey, uh, just a few months ago, I threw for 350 yards against Georgia and had four touchdowns. 
and I'm not five foot eight. Was it was it weird to go second, or were you over it by then? No, nah, man. I think you know everything happens for a reason, and I'm I'm blessed enough to go to a great team like the Texans, and um, I think it was just a match made heavy. You know, everything happens for a reason. So uh, I was super happy that I got picked second, and um, you know it was a, a, a moment in my life that meant a lot. Excellent. Yeah, every year there's some experts out there who say, you know, the naysayers. Somebody, I, I looked it up. Some guy named Bill Simmons said no quarterback with initials as a first name <laughs> will ever do anything. I don't know. I, I'll look that up. But you proved them wrong. When did you feel you were in a rhythm? When were you like, I have this pro thing? Was it against the Steelers? I remember you kind of torched them. They threw some blitzes at you. Yeah, you it was it like week three, week four. Around that time, we played Jacksonville, and then we played um, the Steelers, and um, that was around the time where I started seeing the defense a lot better and we started to get a rhythm as an offense and getting our chemistry down. So, um, yeah, I, I, I got a lot of blitzes and then after that I got a lot of coverages just backing up trying to take away shots. So. Yeah, and aside from your gameplay, there was a lot of talk about what happens in the locker room. A lot of people took notice of your warm-up routine. You have, let's talk about this, basketballs, towels, tennis balls. How did this all come about? Uh, really training back in Southern California in Huntington Beach where I trained um, for the combine and everything with my guy Adam Dudo, Taylor Kelly, and John Beck. Um, and just like movements that I've done growing up, you know, that just give me a rhythm. And um, being a quarterback is a rotational sport, and there's a lot of rotational uh, components in those sports. And then mm -hmm. like throwing the ball, throwing the baseball is like throwing a football, different arm angles, and then um, swinging a bat is separating your front shoulder to your back hip. Shooting the basketball is like flicking your wrist to follow through on a, on a uh, throw. So yeah. a lot of those things that you do in, in the sport of football. Did you um, treat yourself to anything great with the offseason, with the rookie contract? Um, I'm more so of a giver. Uh, oh. So I, I got my mom a car, my sister and my brother. So that was pretty cool. And just to see them when they're new rides, having yeah. a good time with those. So that's that's more of the pleasure that I got. <laughs> That's too nice. That's too sweet. I hope they consider that when they vote on you for uh, Offensive <laughs> Rookie of the Year. Um, but so here you are, you're coming in as a, a rookie, right? But you're also a team leader immediately. Do you still have to take on the rookie responsibilities, the hazing and whatnot that goes on? Um, a little bit. Like there's a couple of little funny jokes and like I had to get up in front of the team and sing and stuff like that. So um, there's a couple of rookie things that you have to do, but um, at the same time, I was well respected as a leader and as a captain, too. What did you sing? Because I, I've talked to rookies before, and they say they get more nervous for the singing part sometimes than they do the actual games. Yeah, I was nervous, man. I, I sang uh, Mario, uh, Let Me Love You. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I did all right. Um, it was well received? Yeah, they, they liked it. You know, okay. I went up the first, I was the first person to ever do it, and the first thing that I did, and not they didn't like. I was trying to say a joke, and it wasn't funny. Oh, so really? Everybody All just right. booed me. That's okay. <laughs> you made up for it. Obviously, your great play in the regular season, and then you take on the Browns again as an underdog. You must be like, what? What is going on? What do we have to do? Uh, and you thrashed them. You really did. Did you do? Did you ex exceed expectations in that game? Um, honestly, I don't really set expectations. I kind of just have a mindset of I want to go execute at a high level every play and mm -hmm. hopefully that'll get me to what I want to accomplish. Of course, I want to play well, have great numbers and things like that and, and of course win, um, but there's a lot of little steps that you have to take to get those big successes and um, I think, you know, being an underdog sometimes is a better feeling, like you don't got nothing to lose so you're, you're playing as hard as you can every play. Yeah, and then you run into that buzzsaw in Baltimore who just played out of their minds, especially in the second half that game. What hurt you more, losing to the Ravens or watching the Michigan Wolverines win the national championship? 
Um, they're like one A, one B. They are. It's very close. <laughs> yes, but you know, it's it's all love. You know, the Ravens were a great team and yeah. had a great defense and. Uh, team of North, they had a good team this year. So, you know, you can't talk mess about winning, you know. So, uh, I really, I really, hopefully the Buckeyes back on top this year. I think we're doing great things in offseason. So. Yeah, why not? It's a great rivalry and Harbaugh's gone. Who knows what the future holds. Um, all right, let's talk about this game. Kansas City, San Francisco. I don't, uh, uh, you shouldn't care what I think, but I, I feel like we're two days out and I still don't have a great feel on the like they played ten times, it'd be five five or six four. Do you have a feel either way? I think I think you're honestly right. You know, yeah. that San Fran defense is is great, you know, from top to bottom. Um mm-hmm. Bosa definitely sets the front and then um you have the best uh, linebacker in football in Fred Warner, you know, yeah. so um that's a great defense, but at the same time you're dealing with the best quarterback in the league, I feel at the moment. And um I think Mahomes is gonna have a great game and you, I don't I'm not a a believer in betting against Mahomes, so I'm going to take the Chiefs, but I think it's going to be a close one. Yeah, that is almost exactly how I'm coming down to it. It's like it's a long off season if you bet against the Chiefs. Like, 100%. what the hell did I do? I just failed the final <laughs> exam. Right. Uh, all right, listen. So you set all sorts of rookie passing records. So I want to play a quick game with you okay. called Pass or No Pass. Do you play craps at all ever? Uh, I have not. You've not, okay? Because no. there's a, uh, you could bet with the t- table and pass. Or you could bet no pass. I thought it'd be interesting if you bet no pass, which is against the table as a okay. passer. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Shout out to David Chang. We bet no pass <laughs> last night. Uh, I'm going to give you a scenario. You tell me if you pass on it or you don't pass. Mayonnaise in your coffee, pass or no pass? <laughs> so pass if I want it or no pass? You're going to pass on it if you don't want it. Oh, pass. You're pass on yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Heck, that is crazy. No, it's gross, right? Yeah. Yeah. You- Sorry, Will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it works for him. Do you put anything in your coffee weird? or I don't drink coffee. Food? I've you never don't. drank coffee in my life. Really? I've okay. probably like, tried it, but I don't drink coffee. No craps and no coffee. Look at you. All right. The Houston Rockets want to sign you to a 10-day contract. No pass. You're going to take that deal? I'm going to take that You deal. are? Yes. Has that been like a bucket list thing for you? Like I would love that, but I definitely think that's not going to happen. <laughs> so I'm not going to set my hope and expectations up there. But... Um, I think I, I would average like five points. You would? Wow. Yeah, that's a lot, too. That is a lot. Those guys are really good. Yeah. Wow, so you've thought about this, to actually say five points. So. Yeah, and I have a friend of mine. Uh, he's, I think he's like 5'5", five, five, and he thinks he'll score seven points in an NBA game. Really? Yeah, okay. and I don't think so. That's funny. All right, we got to get this. <laughs> I think we can get you a 10-day contract for crying out loud. All right, Jim Harbaugh asked you to come coach at his quarterback camp in Michigan this summer. You pass or don't pass? Pass. <laughs> I like Harbaugh as a person. He recruited me. Yeah. Um, it's, it's no ill will there, but I'm not going up to that You'd get state. too much crap for that, right? Yeah. All right, listen to this. The Texas State Fair has a Fruity Pebble pickle wrapped in a fruit roll-up and fruit by the foot, drizzled in sugar and coated with Fruity Pebbles, and then drizzled with strawberry snow cone syrup. Pass or no pass? Pass. That sounds You don't like that? Insanely... Uh, disgusting, and you'll end up on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the last resort. What what uh what jumped at you the worst? Yeah, pickles and and and. I think fruity pebbles no is insane right. with pickles. Yeah. Okay. Your pal Tom Brady believes the Texans have a chance to win the Super Bowl. He wants to join the team as a backup for you. Um, I'm gonna say. No pass. No pass? He's going to try to take my job, but I'm not going <laughs> to let him. <laughs> what if you sign a contract, you get the lawyers involved, and he's like, I just want to be part of the team? Perfect. Come you on. Okay? All yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I would take all the advice he can give. Right. Get. Exactly. Okay. Now, this is a big one. You, you can take on a pop star girlfriend for the 2024 season. Pass or no pass? Like a singer? 
Like a Travis Kelsey, like what, what Travis Kelsey did? Um, you know, Olivia Rodrigo. I don't know who, you know, who's. I would say no pass. I mean, I, I'm, okay. I'm not against love, I guess. You're not against love. <laughs> I like Travis and his thing, what he got going on. Travis is a great dude. And I think what he has going on is, is his business. But, you know, it's cool just to see, like, the, the aura of, of yeah. that uh, attention, you know. And uh, he's still playing at a high level. So That's right. All right, everybody, you heard it. C.J. Stroud is not against love. <laughs> I mean, there's reports out there that are really really uh, dragging in the mud. Okay, you passed. You passed the pass or no pass test. Good job by you. Tell us you're teaming up with Pepsi. Tell us what's going on. Here. Yeah, man. So I was honored and blessed enough to win the Pepsi Rookie of the Year. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a special it's a special trophy just because, you know, it's fan voted. So mm -hmm. um, I appreciate all the fans going out there and voting for me. And it means a lot, you know, just being um, on a list with such great rookie players. I, I think this is one of the best rookie classes that's, that we've had in a long, long time. Yeah. You know, just a lot of playmakers offense and defense so you know just to have my name at the top it means a lot excellent pepsi drizzled on a dill pickle oh, with no. raspberry syrup no i would say <laughs> if it was maybe dipped in the wild cherry pepsi oh that's okay my, that's my favorite so. that's how we got you yeah, yeah, all yeah. right thank you for coming on good luck next year except against my cowboys <laughs> take it easy on them if you can cj stroud everybody congratulations all right we'll be back with more on cousin sal's winning weekend This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, welcome back to Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. We are on Radio Row at the Super Bowl, and I have found the one thing scarier than the shrimp at the $9.99 buffet. Here he is. Defensive Player of the Year finalist, silver and black lining to the Raiders season, racking up 14 and a half sacks on his way to a third straight Pro Bowl bid. He's here on behalf of Invisalign, and I have to say, his teeth look magnificent. Max Crosby, thanks for being here. Yes, sir, absolutely. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, Invisalign's been incredible. So just started up, I'm uh, fired up about the opportunity, you know, to be a part of their team. So yeah. it's exciting, but I appreciate the, uh, the, the I great intro. I would you for someone who cared about uh, what shade of white their teeth was. But, yeah, uh, no, it matters. I mean, matters. everything matters. Okay. Every, every detail matters. Excellent. I love it. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if this is an easy week for you or a difficult one. You obviously playing in Las Vegas. You have players coming to town, maybe friends and stuff. Do you have to show them around? You feel pressure to do that or you like it? Um, you know, to be honest, like I'm, I don't have like – I don't hang out with a bunch of guys around the league in the offseason. It's not kind of my deal. Like, I have my, my day one friends from, from college and, and high school that stay around me and family um, for the most part. So they're in town. I got my own podcast now, so we're going doing our own shows and stuff as well. Um, but it's, you know, it's bittersweet. You see, you know, the Chiefs in our stadium, the Niners. Uh, I don't like it at all. So, I mean, yeah. it gives me more motivation going you know, going into the offseason. So. Especially yeah. the Chiefs, and you did beat them here, right? Two defensive touchdowns, big game yeah. on Christmas Day. In fact, I think that maybe inspired them. They kicked it into a different gear after that game. They beat everybody afterwards. Yeah. What do you think of this game coming up? Do you give them the edge? Are you going to root for them, or because they're a deep division rival, you can't? No, I don't root for anybody else uh, besides the Raiders, uh, to be honest. Um, you know, it is what it is. I, it's... I think it really comes down to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's the best quarterback in the world, so it's hard to bet against him. 
and uh, I expect you know I expect the Chiefs to win. Uh, to be honest, but I think it's gonna be a really good game. Yeah. Now Antonio Pierce named the head coach. I know you fought hard for him. I think people thought Mark Davis would go with like a Jim Harbaugh type or a Mark uh, uh, Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Uh, good job by you. Uh, <laughs> what, what does he bring to the team that's different? How can it work? Um, you know, he's everything's black and white. Like there's no gray area, and that's what you want from a coach. He's experienced as being a player. He was a captain as a player. He's won a Super Bowl as a player. He's also coached at the highest level. Um, and everybody buys into that because he's not going to BS you. Um, he's going to be straightforward. Um, we're going to have fun. We're going to do it our way. And uh, that's what being a Raider is. So he embodies all that. We saw him at Carbone's last night. And you're right, there's no BS. He's like, I want the chicken scarpetta, and that's it. And that's, that's it. Right. Yeah, and the straightforward. Like, we'll bring that to you. Um, <laughs> What happened to Cliff Kingsbury? Did your teammates scare him away? It looked like it was a deal. I mean, it looked like it was going to get done. I know it's some higher up type deal, you know, con, you know, either contract or something. So, I mean, it's unfortunate. Uh, is what it is at this point. You yeah. know, he was here for a cup of coffee, and uh, right. it seemed like. And you know, now we got Luke Getzey. So, um, I met I met Luke Getzey as well. He's 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 a really good coach as well. So. Um, we're fired up. You know, people that want to be here, um, that's what we want. Maybe he was here for a cup of coffee. Maybe it was poisoned. I don't know. Who knows? For something. You never, you never know. You can't tell. Never know. Uh, finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. This is weird because we're doing this on Wednesday. The results come out Thursday. But yeah. the viewer watching this is going to know the results. Um, I have a feeling, you know, a lot of people talk about Miles Garrett. And I look, I don't watch every play on the All-22. I feel like you're double teamed more than just about anybody. I feel like that should be a factor. Should that be a stat in consideration? Um, I mean, it's. I think every everything needs to be looked at. Yeah. Um, not just one category. You know, a lot of people talk about strictly just sacks. Um, you know, but for me, being creating the most issues for another team is the most important thing. And I feel like on a play-to-play -play basis, run the pass. Um, I feel like I do it better than anybody in the league. Um, in my humble opinion. Um, and that's just, you know, what motivates me. I want to be the most dominant down-to-down -down player. That's why I don't come off the field. Um, and I know I'm not even at my best yet. So that's what motivates me every single day. I know there's another level Another level I'm going to um, tap into next year. So I can't even imagine what that level is. You wreak havoc. And it's funny, you, you seem like down-to-earth. But do you trash talk on the field? I know you <laughs> must have some favorites. No some doubt. Quarterback. Yeah, I know, I know some people have, in recent times have, have been able to see me talk, you know, talk mess to uh, Mahomes and Minshew and whoever it is, but mm -hmm. um, I've been doing that since day one. I mean, even in college, high school, I'm always barking and trying to, you know, get a little advantage and keep, uh, you know, whether it's a quarterback or running back, old lineman, I'm trying to make them doubt themselves as much as they possibly can, so uh, that's my goal every time. If I got to do it physically and mentally, I'll do it, so uh, yeah, that's just kind of who I am. You talk about taking your game to the next level. Have you considered, you have two X's currently. Yes. Have you considered adding another X to your name? I mean, potentially, if it could make me even a better player, you know, that's something I would yeah. consider. Triple no X is kind of what people triple are X. afraid of. We don't show our kids any Triple no. X movies, right? Exactly. But, yeah. I mean, being a Raider, you just got to be different. So All right. I'm going to talk to your publicist know. about that. <laughs> um, your tattoos are so much better than everyone else's. I'm not going to tell, tell you to take your shirt off, but yeah. I saw online, and you have Muhammad. I mean, you have a, a ton of them. You have like uh, 3,750, something, something crazy. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. But you have Muhammad Ali, you have Michael Jordan, and you have Kobe, who very, it's really weird. It's hard to think of the Super Bowl and not think of Kobe because it was same, the same week where the, mm -hmm. he uh, went down. Um, but where do you get this done? Because people must be so jealous. Your, your tattoos are like in 4K. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt. You know, 
everything I do, like I said, we talked about earlier, every detail matters. Yeah. Um, I wanted my tattoos to be the best of the best, um, and I want to be the best in everything I do. So, um, you know, I got these guys um, out in Arizona. Right. Uh, his name's Ortega. Uh -huh. He has a whole team. They had five people come out to the house and tap wow. me at once, and uh, two huge sessions, and they knocked it all out, and they did an incredible job. Those Good. three meant more to you? as far as athletes and anyone else? Yeah, 100%. When it comes to inspiration, I know none of them are football players, but, I mean, going down the line, Michael and Kobe, um, mentally, physically, the way they train, the way they carry themselves, yeah. uh, more they give me more motivation than, uh, than anybody. And um, Tim Grover, their trainer, has become a great friend of mine. Oh, really? Um, and we, we talk very often. He comes to some of the games now, and uh, we've been working more and more together. And then, you know, a guy like Ali, his confidence is something that, you know, people don't, you know, people talk about, but like when it comes to inspiration, like his confidence is at a different level. Um, yeah. There's a specific video. They have him in a tunnel before a fight and he's talking to his team and they're like, they have like, you know, wide eyes and they're, they're they look nervous and he's the one that's about to go fight. Right, and he's right, like, why right. the hell are y'all nervous? Like, I'm the one that's about to step in the cage and go do this. He's like, I'm about to go whoop this dude. And he's just going on a tangent. And like, that's the ultimate confidence it takes to be at the best, uh, be the best at what you do. So that's, uh, you know, part of the Is motivation. Is that where you picked up the trash talking a little bit? From yeah, 100%. I mean, it's a part of it. Like, it, it puts more pressure. I like having having pressure on me. I like, I even create it myself. Like finding, finding reasons to get motivated. Right. Um, and, you know, if I could do that just by, by talking trash, it's easy to talk when you're up and you're winning. But can you talk when it's zero to zero? It's the first quarter. Right. Um, I think that's, uh, you know, the difference between a, a man and a, and, a, and a coward. So, Absolutely. yeah, you Absolutely. Can, it's easy to talk when you're winning. For All sure. right. I don't want to put more pressure on you, but we're going to play a quick game now. Uh, I'm going to show you tattoos from other athletes and celebrities. I'm going to give you a choice. It's multiple choice. You tell me who it belongs to. OK, so this uh, barcode scan is that pink or Miley Cyrus? Back of her neck, you see it? I'm gonna say that's uh, pink. You got that right. Now, yeah. yeah, the pink shading in her neck maybe. Yeah, that away. might give it okay. away. Uh, all right, this uh, neck tattoo, is this Steve-O or Machine Gun Kelly? Machine Gun Kelly. You got that, all right, you nailed that. Would you think of getting something like that or no? No. You leave the neck alone? No. Okay. Uh, vegan for life, is this uh, Conor McGregor or Moby? Has to be Moby. <laughs> Three for three. Wow, you're really good at this. Do you play at home or something? Yeah, you know, I, I know no my idea. tattoos. All right, uh, let's do one more. Okay, this, uh, all right, this nice owl. Is this Justin Bieber or Margot Robbie? Bieber. Wow, four for four. Can you run the table here? I got one more. Uh-oh. All right, this eye tattoo. Does it belong to <laughs> Mike Tyson or Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> Mike Tyson. Think about it. You don't want to screw Mike. up. Yeah, this guy, it. who's better than him? Champ. <laughs> Max Crosby. What's happening? Great job. Thank you. Wow. What are you doing with Invisalign? Tell me. Are you, is your tattoos gonna ha also going to have to get Invisalign? You have Potentially. To I mean, yeah. just depends. But, yeah, you know, I'm working with Invisalign. Didn't grow up having braces or anything like that. Um, they came to me with the opportunity. They said, hey, we're the best at what we do. We want to help you out. And I almost took it as an insult at first, but, yeah. you know, swallowed my pride and, uh, just want to get, you know, everything straightened up, so we'll be good. Good for you. Good for you. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Okay. Uh, thanks again, Max. Good appreciate job. it, brother. Yes, Great sir. season. All Absolutely. right. We'll be back with more Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. Max Crosby, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got 
a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. All right, we're here with Vegas legend Carrot Top. Yes, legend. That means I'm old, by the way, right? No, 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 no. There's some very uh, babyish legends out there. <laughs> I, I want to arm wrestle you. Oh, God. If Seriously? you win, I'll give you $20, okay? Okay. That's your prop. And I don't have 20 bucks on me, so. What? You know? Yeah, no, I'm a prop comic. I'm Carrot Top. I don't have any money. Oh, all right. Well, I'll take the headband. Whatever. We'll okay, figure okay. it out. All right. Oh, I love this headband. All right. Okay. You ready? Yeah. We'll just arm win. wrestle the old way. We just, Here we go. Do you have to hold this? Too? Yeah, I think so. You like that real gay thing right there? Right. <laughs> Over the top, man. There you go. One, two, three. <laughs> Come on now. I'm trying, I'm trying. What are you doing? I'm trying. That's not. Oh, I'm peeing right now, actually. <laughs> oh, oh, my spleen. Oh, oh, I see. That's that. not real. That's not right. No, they're they're actually not real. They're just I didn't, they're just they're just for prop. They're props. Those are prop arms. They're just pretty arms. Oh, I feel so much they better really about work. it now. Okay. I can get coffee now. I, I lost the prop arms. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend, coming to you from Radio Row Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Let's bring in our guest. It's a good one. Cooked up an amazing season, leading the Tampa Bay Bucks to an NFC South title. He won a playoff game. You know him here, quite possibly the comeback player of the year, Baker Mayfield. What's happening, Baker? Just enjoying this whirlwind here in Vegas right now. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I didn't think Vegas could get any crazier, but I should have known. It's nuts. This yeah. is what it's all about, it's nuts. right? Yeah, just um, yeah, just uh, like a satellite radio stations with very little signal interviewing just chasing people down all day it's great uh it's weird because we're taping this on a wednesday and the nfl honors is thursday so we don't know who won comeback player of the year yeah but the viewers watching on friday it's confusing but i'm just going to congratulate you anyway on winning good job <laughs> appreciate it. it off. uh yeah i think there's a couple other guys that deserve it as well um that's that's what makes you know the game of football so unique is yeah the different storylines and everybody goes through different things uh obviously joe flacco coming off the and not playing for a while and then you have damar hamlin who obviously everybody knows his story and so it's it's unbelievable to see all these guys that, that get to be honored for whatever their whatever their story or comeback might be yeah, and you it must it puts you in a weird position, right? Because like you said, it's unlike any other award where, all right, if this is quarterback, we have all just the the same measurements, passing yeah. yards, touchdowns. Yeah. Damar Hamlin, you must feel like, all right, I don't want to take it away from someone no. who almost died on the field. No. And yet, uh, you could also almost be insulted by people saying, like, yeah, we didn't like your stats last year. We're <laughs> going to give you most improved. Right? Exactly. Yeah. There's there's definitely uh, different viewpoints from it. Uh, I just I remember very vividly where I was when the DeMar situation happened and just the, the impact it had on yeah. that many people. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, well, people owe you an apology, win or lose, I'll have to say that. What a year for you. You guys were 4-7 and seven heading into December, then won five of the last six, clinched the uh, title, NFC South, in Carolina, team that released you at the end of last year or in the middle. How gratifying was this season? That 
was uh, that was pretty damn fun. I'll yeah. say that that it, to to win the division at that place where showed up in July, get released in December. Um, this is sweet, sweet revenge. Yeah, that's nice. Um, before the season started, I saw you took your offensive lineman to the Bahamas. Yeah. Now, that's a good thing and a bad thing, right? You want to gel with them. But then what do you get them for Christmas after that? <laughs> do they expect traveling like, gifts like that every um, time? So, yeah, you, you, you try and do some little things that, that they're actually going to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got – I'm a tequila guy. So okay. I got them custom tequila bottles, some traveling cases for those, and then we're trying to arrange right now a boat day, and that's the big thing. We're going to have a chef, a DJ on the boat and do that. So trying to arrange that is pretty hard, but we wanted to wait until after the season. So are you going to wait until after you sign? Which, I mean, it's a <laughs> foregone conclusion, right? This is, you're not looking whether, at whether I sign or not, oh, we're, really? we're going to do happening? it anyway. Yeah, we're, we're going to celebrate the group that we had, and that's, that's the special part. Didn't uh, miss an O-line dinner all year. Those guys are great. Yeah. Um, and you were great for them too. Um, the chemistry you had with Mike Evans. We'll get into it for a second, but I want to ask you about that wild card win against the Eagles. So I'm sure there was optimism building with the team throughout the year. But after you beat them on that Monday night, you must have been yeah. like, "Holy crap, we could we could do this, right?" You yeah. Beat the defending NFC champs. And, and we were peaking at the right time. But not only that, watching the film from the first time we played them early in the season to then in the playoffs, we were so different. Yeah. And just we were trying to figure out who we were early on. Um, we didn't play as physical, so we showed up with, with a purpose when we played them that Monday night. And guys, guys knew that all we needed was a chance to get in the playoffs, and we could make some noise. And uh, it was a great group to be around. Yeah, absolutely. Now, unfortunately, the following week, you went in there fighting against Detroit, over 400 yards of offense. Um, be honest, did you let up at the end because you felt bad for the fans because they've been so tortured <laughs> all those years? No, it's, no. <laughs> I did not. As much as I would like to say that's the reason, no, no chance. You should chance. tell people that's the reason. Yeah, yeah. okay, I'm going to steal that one now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we could fix that. Uh, when Mike Evans couldn't corral the two-point conversion, did you immediately think, oh, crap, Cousin Sal has Tampa Bay plus six and a half, and now we're down eight? Or were you like, no, we got to make that up for the team. It, it took me a second, but as soon as I sat down, that was my first thought. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, it took me a second, that. though. <laughs> I really do. Um, so let's talk about that. You played the uh, 49ers, right? You got sacked four times. What made their defense so special in that game just, just this year? Their front seven, the guys they have up front are, are so good, and it, they have depth, too. So as soon as one of them gets tired, they throw in another one, and you're like, okay, he presents his own issues. But... I mean, you can talk enough about their front. Their linebackers, that duo, is yeah. one of the best in the league. And they, they're they so instinctive. You can tell how smart they really are, how much film study they do, and how many reps they've had together. And mm-hmm. so you can tell the chemistry is there. Uh, and they allow the back half of the secondary to play well and aggressive. So it's they, they're they a tough team to play. And especially when you, you think about their defense and their offense is going to score. Just right. they, they have too many weapons. Shanahan dialing it up for those guys. So they... they they're a tough team to beat. Yeah, that must be aggravating, right? Because they're they are deep, right? So like, you you must be like, all right, when is Dre Greenlaw gonna take his rest already, right? <laughs> but then there's another one, then Fred yeah. Warner's right. Yeah, there, exactly. Right? So yeah, it's rough. Uh, who do you like winning this game? I think I would say San Fran, but in the back of my mind, every time I say it, I feel like you just can't count the Chiefs out. Yeah, they just they've been there so many times. Um, they 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 do it in their own way, and they're they're just always competitive. Right. 
Yeah, it is tough. I'm trying to make my pick, and I'm thinking about the long off season. If you bet, pick against Mahomes, and it's like, oh, what am I still? I'm failing the final. Every, exam, everybody's right? doing it right now, and I think he's enjoying it quite right. a bit. Exactly. Um, you don't get enough credit for playing through that shoulder injury in Cleveland. Do you regret doing that now at this point? No, I, I'm a firm believer. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I'm stubborn as hell now. Yeah. Um, it was probably advised not to, <laughs> but uh, just wrap it up close enough, make it secure, and go from there. But it, it it led to me being at this point now and finding the love for the game again and enjoying it and uh, being around different people, having to bounce around a couple, couple different spots, but learning a lot of life lessons along the way. And so for me, I wouldn't change it. Yeah, that's a good answer. Um, do you have a favorite Super Bowl memory? Oh, I was – here's how – stupid I was as a kid I thought I was going to be a running back or receiver so I loved watching Devin Hester highlights and when he returned the opening kickoff when they played the Colts I was like oh the Bears got this in the bag right Uh, obviously didn't end up winning but game yeah yeah and so uh, it just uh, that memory is forever ingrained in me there's like a five and a half long a minute long clip of Devin Hester just kick, re- kick oh, or punt return. I used touchdown. to watch that right. thing all the time. Let's watch it together right now. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't, we don't have time. All right, listen. I want to play a game with you. A quick game. It's called right. Does Baker Know Baker? Oh, gosh. And this is for two Super Bowl tickets, right? We're giving him two Super Bowl tickets? Oh, boy. Are you excited? I'm excited. Have you been and to sca- the Super Bowl and sc- before? And scared at the same time. Okay, all right. Don't be scared. All right. Uh, here's the first question. There's only three. In the famous nursery rhyme, Rub-a-Dub-Dub, what two other occupations accompany the baker in the tub no help please i have no idea the blank the baker the i got no clue but i need to know this we're about to have a kid butcher the baker the candlestick maker here okay Uh, all right well you were watching devin hester highlights you weren't all right i'll give you two more chances oh boy gotta get these two in 2004 this Emmy-winning television host and famous baker of foods was sentenced to five months in prison Martha for insider trading. Was it Martha Stewart? Yes, that's there right. You right. He is one it. question away from two free Super Bowl. This is so exciting. I, I feel like I'm, I'm more excited than you. Right. Okay. Who played Squirrel Master in 1998 stoner comedy Half Baked? I got nothing for you. You want to guess? Half-baked. Come uh, on, you could do this. I can do this? Yeah. Is this a trick question? No, no, no. This is actually, you go to IMDb. I promise it's there. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Really? Are no. you just going to give up on the tickets? I'm going to give up on it. Tommy Chong is what we were looking for. So That's close. A, uh, okay. Uh, I'm no? going to go home and do some All right, yeah, reflection. Now you got, yeah, you got to watch the Hester well, video. You got to watch Martha Stewart clips. There's a lot. I'm going to get roasted for that one. <laughs> Tell us about Advance Auto Parts. So obviously we're all, we're all here for the Super Bowl, but an even bigger Sunday is the following Sunday is National Car Battery Day. Um, mm. So we got a campaign going on, false starts, kill drives. Obviously it speaks for itself in football, but in, in the auto industry, we're talking about dead car batteries. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody likes that. It's a hassle. No. You don't want to have to deal with it. It can make you late for special events. So. What we got going on, if you register before the game Sunday at aapfallstarts.com, 
you get a chance to win free diehard car batteries for life. And so wow. it's, a, it's a pretty sweet gig. Yeah. Uh, and all you need, though, it, there's got to be one false start in the game. We're not looking for a sloppy football game, but just one false start, and you get a chance to win those free oh, car batteries for life. There's yeah. a ton of nerves and everything. Nerves and yeah. these two teams, statistically, are, I think are in the top ten at false starts. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah, oh. so we got, we got a little... We got a little insider info going I on. I like with it. it. I like yeah. it. What will your offensive linemen do if you had you bought them all a car battery and wrapped it up nice? They'd probably ship it back to my address. <laughs> that was it. They have no use for it. Uh, well, I don't know because we have a lot of O linemen that are really into their cars. Yeah. So I don't even think they they get to the point where they have to switch it out. I think they're always keeping them updated. I see. All right. Yeah. So maybe it'll work. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Beggars can't be choosers. Baker Mayfield. Thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. it. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back with more Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. Let me ask you this. From the great city of Buffalo, I went to school right by there. I'm going to give you this $20. If you, in 15 seconds, can name seven flavors of wings. Okay. Ready? Ready to start the clock? Hit it. Hot, mild, medium, honey butter barbecue, lemon pepper, Cajun seasoning. Uh, let's go extreme, oh suicidal. My oh, my um, oh my God. Let's go just regular barbecue. Let's you go lemon. It. You got it, okay. dude. You got it. You don't have to go to overtime. Good job. Is there anything he can't do? I'm taking well, this with me. Take a guess. Take a guess. Oh, the code? Yeah. Four digits? Four digit and then hit pound after. 3967? Of course. That's a good guess. Got it. I did? <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right, that does it for Cousin Sal's winning weekend at the Super Bowl. My thanks to Baker Mayfield, to CJ Stroud, to Max Crosby, and to Tommy DeVito's agent. I have a feeling we're going to be pals for a very long time. Hey, I have one last NFL same game parlay for you. So sad, but let's cash bigly, okay? Adjusting the Chiefs to plus seven and a half. That's ridiculous. Christian McCaffrey, he's also ridiculous. I like him to score the 49ers' first touchdown. Patrick Mahomes to throw for at least one touchdown pass. Come on. And finishing that winner off with the under adjusted to 50 and a half. That gem pays over five to one odds. I'm getting out of here. I have 99 cent strip cocktail to eat. Thanks for watching and listening. Thank Harry, you want me to thank you? What are you doing? Sure, yeah, I'm just looking, just looking for a hug and, and hot dog stand. Okay, I'm looking for some great acting. I'll take that <laughs> hug and let's watch some more hugs that Harry gave to sports media members. It's, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I have a hug? Yeah, no, I know, Sandwich Swift. Yeah, can I get a hug? Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Yeah, very <laughs> Can I get a hug? after the quarterback, you got that James Dean daydream look in your eyes. You really do. Can I get a hug? Miles Garrett, everybody. Goodbye and enjoy the game on Sunday.